Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So what did you do? I went to the town um, board of health and they had them inspect the house. And they wrote up a report that he could not, he could not, rent the house until things were brought up to code. The air quality was off. Did you not notice this stuff before you moved in? This is the plaintiff, Cynthia Bailey. She says she rented a house from the defendant, and when she moved in with her son, they were horrified to discover the place was infested with mice. Yuck! She stayed there for one night, moved out because it was an unhealthy environment, and now the defendant won't return her $2,219.62, the amount she's suing for. This is the defendant, Larry Seglin. He says this woman stopped payment on the rent and security check she gave him. Now she's suing him? Please. The woman moved in, told him there was a problem with the heat. He made a service appointment to get it fixed, and then she says she's moving out. This woman stole from him. He's the one who's owed money today, not her. He's accused of Mickey Mousing around. The defendant has filed a countersuit for $1,500, the amount of rent he's owed. All parties, please hit your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Ms. Bailey, what happened? Um, I met the defendant a couple of times. He seems like a very nice gentleman. Went to the house. It was a complete mess. There was some. Well, young back lady. up. You I... had decided that you were moving from Massachusetts to, I mean, no, from North Carolina to Massachusetts, right? Yes, yes. And who were you moving with? I was moving in with my son. Okay. You find this place. Yes. And it was a complete mess inside. There was a woman that had been living there, from what Mr. Ziegler said, for seven years. There was a dog in a cage that was so abused. It was was just pathetic. Um, There was a lot of stuff left in there. And um, he told me to come back and he will have it cleaned up. And I asked him to remove the rugs that were in the bedroom. They were disgusting looking. And 
when we moved in, we didn't spend the first night there. The second day I moved in, I used the washer and it worked partially. And when I put the clothes in the dryer, the whole room in the bathroom, that's where the washer and dryer were in the bathroom, the whole room steamed up. And I proceeded- What is this a picture of? That, that's mice droppings in a kitchen cabinet. Again, kitchen cabinet. That's the bedroom floor. Bedroom floor, that is the filth from the sliders inside and outside. Again, that's how filthy the house was inside and outside of the slider. Okay, but you, when you rented the place, I mean, you're describing how you're ripping out carpets and you saw the mold and yet you, you, um, you ended up deciding to take it, right? This was a week or so before that I was there. So you expected this stuff to be what? That there would be new carpet laid down for you? Cleaned, yes. And he told me his daughter was there helping him clean. I believe she power washed the outside of the house, which she should have been helping on the inside of the house. But there's a picture okay. of um, the, the dryer behind the washer and dryer that is disgraceful. So apparently this is what puts you over the edge. Not the mice, not the yes. mice droppings, but this. Okay, and what is this? This is behind the washer and dryer. The, the vent hose was not hooked up to the dryer. And that's what caused all the steam in the bathroom. And when I pulled that out, I was just so disgusted. So disgusted. We slept there one night and my son got so congested from just the bad quality of air in the in the home. Yeah. I ended so up, what did you do? I went to the town um, board of health and they had them inspect the house. And okay. they wrote up a and report then, that he could not, he could not um, rent the house until things were brought up to code. The air quality was off. Did you not notice awful. this stuff before you moved in? The first time I moved in, it was just filthy from the previous tenant. Well, the, the tenant that was still living there, but he had cleaned it. The first time you saw it, not the first time you moved in. The first time you saw it, the other tenant was living there. But then you you show up on the day. I mean, do you look at it before you, or you are you yes. arriving with a U-Haul from North Carolina? Yes. No, I was actually in a motel for a month. And where was your stuff? In a U-Haul trailer at my mother's house for a month. Before you moved in? Yes, yes, yes. I needed And to when did you move in? What month did you move in? November 1st, I started moving stuff in. So when do you demand your money back from him? Did you call the city first and then call him, or did you call him and then call the city? I called him and called the city. You called him and said what? That I just, I can't live here anymore. After seeing what was behind the washer and dryer, and my son being congested the next day after one night of sleeping in there, I just, we couldn't do it. We could not do it. And what, what was his response? Too bad, so sad, or okay, I'll refund your money? Uh, he, he said, you should be thankful that I'm willing to give you your money back. That's what his comment was. So you didn't like his tone? Uh, what I didn't like his tone is when we were in the washer and dryer room and I was trying to help him with the washer and he was getting agitated and he put up his hand like, stop, just stop talking. That's when I realized, you know, he turned. He wasn't that nice guy that I met. Okay. Um, Mr. Sagalin, what happens with the money? She tells you she wants her money back and what do you do? I give her money back. 
And did you, uh, when did you give her her money back? She told me, I think it was either Sunday night or Monday of that weekend she moved in. Then when she told me whether it was Sunday night or Monday night, I, I was thinking, well, geez, you know, we have a tenant at will agreement. You're supposed to give me 30 days notice. It's, it's fine. See, I had a present, a tenant that was there up until about the beginning of October, and I've had a tenant there since December 1st. Um, everybody uh, has a certain level of whatever. She came in with a couple dogs, I think. Can I just ask you, let's not get lost um, down some primrose path. I'm asking you, she tells you that this place is disgusting. There are mice. I don't, I can't live here. There is all this debris behind the, the dryer. And you say to her, all right, you're, I'm going to give you your money back, but you're lucky I'm giving you your money back. So you give her her money back, but you don't check to see if her check to you had cleared. Correct. What? She gave me a $500 deposit on October 30th, which was Thursday. And um, what was your question? I'm sorry. Yeah, right. Focus on my question. My question to you is, you end up giving her back the money. And as it turns out, she had stopped payment on the check, right? The first $500 check cleared. The second one, when I got it, she gave it to me on Friday. I didn't get to the bank to put deposit it. So I didn't deposit that check till Monday, and then she called me Monday night. Right. So and said, hey, I don't right, want the place. Right, I get it. I, right, I've got it. But, like, why don't you call your bank and see if the check clear before you start giving her money? Well, because banks, banks don't know if something cleared or whatever. It takes a while. You know, I was I concerned wouldn't have given her the money back until the check cleared. That way you know you're not at risk. But let's ask you, Ms. Bailey, what exactly was the confusion with the money, as you call it? it really what happened? It wasn't really a confusion. I, st I stopped the check because I was upset, clearly upset from the living conditions. I never should have went in the house, never should have put a box in the house. And I went to his bank. Of course not. Check, and I cashed the check. So he had somebody. Yeah, but you know you stopped payment. You know that yeah. you stopped payment on I your check. But so I, if you know you stopped payment on your check, why did you cash his check? I wanted him to be inconvenienced. I wanted him to take me to court so I could explain the situation because I was inconvenienced. I thought what he did was awful, completely awful. The living condition... I don't know what you're talking about. The place was a disaster, and you saw it with your own two eyeballs. You Again. saw it. You know it was a disaster. I understand that you don't want to stay there. I wouldn't stay there either. And I understand that you demand your money back. I'll tell you where you lose me, where you stop payment and then cash his check, because that's what we call in common parlance theft. So you got the police involved because she wouldn't return your money. And then the police tell you it's a felony and that's when she returns the money that she got a double payment for. All right. Now, you are suing today because you want to be recompensed for the following. For being displaced. You for not having some place to live. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. 
Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot You end up staying in a motel. You have a U-Haul. I don't understand your U-Haul. Let's see. That's, what's, what's another 150-44 for? I, I had a, because my car was packed with my belongings and the U-Haul was packed, I had to get another U-Haul to move that couch into the new place that I had. So you found it on Craigslist or something? Yes. Why don't you just wait to pick it up when you had a place to put it? Because you're asking that he pay the additional 150. I understand that you ended up having to have a U-Haul keep the stuff, okay? But you didn't end up paying him rent. So why should you have a month of not paying rent but living? In other words, you want to live for free for November. Because if I order him to pay you $1,500 for the motel and he has already paid you back the 1200 that you paid in rent, then ching ching let the cash register ring then it's a bonanza for you and you live free the month of november if you don't understand that i can't explain it to you any further now you and i mr sigelin let's discuss the board of health report because i am a little bit concerned that you would attempt to rent out a place like this i'm looking at it and i'm saying okay You know, is it a few minor things? Everybody has a different threshold of how they want to live. In fact, I'll be honest with you, I was giving you every benefit of the doubt when I'm reading the report because I don't like that she stopped payment and then cashed your check. I find it sleazy, okay? But when I look at this report, it's not just a bunch of minor things, okay? I'm reading this and it says, the exterior deck is missing a deck board, which makes it unsafe. That's like Landlord 101. The exterior staircase leading down to the lake has a few step treads that are unsafe. That's like somebody can get really hurt. The owner shall maintain the premises free from rodents. A bee's nest. We're not even talking about the mice. A bee's nest was visible inside the dwelling on the lower level in the ceiling. Rodent droppings were witnessed along the inside walls on the lower level. And you cannot rent this place until I schedule a reinspection to be to ensure full code compliance. So yes, you are correct, sir, that normally you're supposed to have 30 days notice before someone moves out. But on this counterclaim where you're suing for rent from her for November for not giving you 30 days notice, I have two answers. Number one, you already resolved that by giving her back November. But number two, I would never order her to pay that because the Board of Health is certified that you can't rent the place until you fix it. So on your counterclaim, that's easy. Zero. And on her lawsuit against you, here I've got evidence that she had to pay a U-Haul to keep the stuff stored while she found a place to live. So that kind of is your responsibility. 
because that only happened because you were renting a place that couldn't be rented to her because it was unsafe. So I am going to order you to pay the plaintiff the 525.49, not the U-Haul because she decides to buy a couch that she likes, and certainly not the motel because you already gave her back rent for November, and that's what she should use to live in November. So my verdict is for the plaintiff in the amount of the 525.49. Good luck, everyone. Thank you, Your Honor. So the plaintiff prevails in her lawsuit, but she only gets $525, not the $2,200 she was seeking. And the defendant in his countersuit gets nothing from the countersuit. So, Mr. Seglin, you've learned that that place has not, it was not able to be rented. Yeah, I cleaned it up right after, just like I would have done at that point. You know, that day that she said she wanted to leave, it did get, you know, past the inspection. Okay. Oh, very good. All right. Ms. Bailey, you didn't get exactly what you were seeking, but you're going to get $525 back. Okay? That it's helps. better than nothing. Yes, it helps a lot. Thank enough. you. <laughs> okay. Very good. That'll conclude the case. Now, time for a session of After the Verdict. I really did not like that. I did not like how she stopped payment and then ran and cashed oh his God. check. That well, was she saw the place and moved in anyway. I mean, really, she was pretty savvy. This landlord kind of ran into a tenant who had a black belt in I Sue, you know, the ancient <laughs> Western art of self-defense. And she delivered. I mean, she, she asked for everything. She wanted her moving expenses. She wanted the hotel. She wanted a lot of damages. She did. And, and the place, I mean, it was gross. It, it but was. it was gross when she started unpacking her U-Haul. Her Right. And her stuff. Right. Cold, well, yeah. apparently he turned it around pretty quickly. He says he had it rented by December 1st. And this all blew up in the mid or late November, right? Right. But, you know, I'm sure he was pretty busy between the time <laughs> she left and December 1st. <laughs> right. And, and certainly, you know, if you stop payment on your check that's going one way and then you take and cash the check coming how, the other how way. How does she not that's, realize that's wrong? And she that's was indignant that she was getting called on it. It's grand theft. I wanted him to feel it. Oh. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah, she could have gotten in real trouble for that. Sure. I'm glad that, you know, everything worked out there. She gave the I don't know. Back. I kind of thought she should get in trouble for it. I, th I would have uh, preferred that, you know, because well, I thought that was pretty dishonest. Well, it's felony territory at those it numbers. It sure is. $2,000 plus. Yeah. So. Look it out. Susan wants to know this. Uh, hey, Harvey, I pay a monthly cat fee of five bucks for my two cats, and now there's a new owner who wants to charge me $25 a cat. Can they do that? Well, I'm assuming this is part of your lease. And if you have a lease, for example, that has nine months uh, to remain, then you should only have to pay the $5 until there's a new lease. When there's a new lease, the landlord can change the terms. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. This is the plaintiff, Mark Rautenbush. He says he runs a boat repair service and did work on the defendant's boat. And the guy's stiffing him because he reversed the credit card charges on him. That's right, the defendant had him repair the boat twice, paid him twice, then stopped payment on him for no good reason. Some people. He's suing for $1,121.92. The full amount he's owed. This is the defendant, Chris Grevengood. He says he keeps his boat at the plaintiff's marina, and he never, ever authorized the guy to do all this work he's being charged for. 
the plaintiff just did this work on his own, never sent him a bill, and then went ahead and charged it to a credit card he had on file with him. He refuses to be taken advantage of like that and isn't paying for something he didn't order. He's accused of being a landlubber. All parties, please hit your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says he worked in the defendant's boat and now he can't get the guy to pay him. But the defendant says the guy did the work on his own without notifying him and he authorized nothing of the sort. So the plaintiff is charging him for something that he didn't approve. It's the case of what a landlord. Thank you, Douglas. Welcome, ma'am. Okay, Mr. Roddenbush, you work for, are you the owner of, um, yeah, owner. you are the owner of Walcott Marine, correct? That's correct. And Walcott Marine services a certain marina. You don't own the marina as well, do you? No, that's correct. We lease space inside of a marina on Fort Myers Beach, Florida. All right. And then, so what happens in this case? Well, so uh, initially back on uh, August 9th, we did work the first time with, for Mr. Graven Good. Uh, and at that point, as we onboarded a new customer, we took a credit card authorization form from him. Uh, the first work order went off without a hitch. We did the work, got paid for it, went on. That was in August of 2019. Uh, 2019, yes. Uh, the week of September 15th, my service manager, Brett, uh, took a call from Mr. Gravengood, and on the list that I provided um, that is the work order, you can see the customer requests and then the responses to those. So the, the customer requested that we meet him on the boat on uh, Thursday, the 19th of, of, August, of September, 2019. We went over three items of work and then executed that work. Uh, we emailed that work to the email address that we had on file. Uh, unfortunately, around that time, uh, just as the work completed, my service manager quit. So there was a bit of a disconnect, and that work order actually never got collected, but it fell through the cracks, if you will. Well, more than so that, it didn't just not get collected. No one bothered to get a credit card authorization form signed for this one. No, we, we keep the credit card authorizations on file from the beginning of the, of, from the, from the. Yeah, first. but that's not how, how that stuff works. You got to get a different one for each bill unless he says that's how it works. So do you have an open, show me the documentation from the first repair where it says I'm keeping it open on file. Keep my tab open. Show me that. The, the credit card systems don't allow us to keep a printed copy. It gets of course not. You're supposed to get a separate one for each one. And not only that, you're supposed to get the work order signed. Why do you bother going to a lawyer and getting these great forms and then ignoring all of them? Because the work order isn't, isn't even signed by him. Why do you guys do that? I mean, it's like literally everything that you could do wrong, you guys did wrong. I, I, I disagree with that. You disagree that it, show me, watch this, Mr. Gravengood. Did you authorize them to keep a credit card on file forever? No, ma'am. For any... Right, so here's where the problem lies. The problem lies in that he's going to dispute it, isn't he? 
So now, if you had that form, you would be able to show it. If you had an email from him, you would be able to show it. Or if you did what I, every other vendor does to me, which is make me sign a new credit card authorization, which is how you should conduct your business. Having said that, Mr. Gravengood, you know how marine repairmen are always just picking boats at random to fix them for them? You know how that's always happening? Yeah, it's, you sound like a boater. <laughs> yeah, no, it's never happening. It's never happening. So are you looking me in the eye and telling me that you did not authorize these repairs? I did not. So how did he get your boat, know what was wrong with it, and repair it? In August of um, 2019, uh, the hose to the water pumper, the water pumper both broke, and that's why the salt water was sprayed all over my engine compartment. So I, I authorized him to fix it, and I paid for that. Uh, at, you know, the next time I went to use my boat, I noticed that the thermostat on that same motor, that port motor, was registering nothing. It was not working. And so that's when I went back in and talked so what with... What month was this? What month was I it? Think it was like, I think it was in September, like you said. Okay. And so, so you talked to somebody and, so, and what? And they said, okay, well, the next time that you, know, you splash the boat, let us know, and we'll take a look at it. Somebody went on the what boat... What splashed the boat? Looked, put it in the water. My boat, you've got a picture of my boat. It's inside a big... Hurricane-proof barn. Dry dock. Okay. Dry dock. Go on. And so they splashed it on that day. They sent one of their mechanics out there to go look at the things that I asked them to, to look at. And then uh, they, they started sending me those uh, work orders that you saw. Right. So you got the bill, and what did you do with the bill? Did you call them and say, what are you talking about? I never authorized the work? Or you no, just no, ignored I, it? I didn't. I know. I never got a bill. I never got a bill. I just got that that work order, and then, you know, they asked me if I wanted to have this done to sign it and send it back. And I uh, uh, I never sent any of that stuff back. Uh, and then uh, months went by, and like he said, they were, you know, discombobulated because Brett left and new system or whatever. In January and February of 2020, I actually lived on the boat in the marina for those two months. And... Uh, when they took the boat out to put it back in the barn, I noticed that, you know, my it was time for me to do some more maintenance on my boat. I just assumed that they never did that other work because the one thing about the battery, the battery was dead. And so I went to West Marine and replaced one of the batteries. You hear what you just said? I assumed they well, didn't they never do gave the me other bill. work because the battery them. was dead. Not, I assume they didn't do the other work because I didn't authorize it. So now it's, you, are, you want work done in April, correct? And they say, hey, you got an outstanding bill from September. No, they never said that. They never said anything about an outstanding bill. And, that's, and that, like I said, I never received a bill. My, my, uh, my, I, uh, my uh, thermometer never worked. The, the, the one filter they said they changed, it's the same filter because it's got salt water sprayed all over it still from that initial accident. And then I had to replace a battery. Okay, that was in December. And then again... Okay, like I'm said, talking about and, April. What happens in April? Tell me what happens okay, in April. Okay, well, in April, I uh, had to replace the other battery, so I replaced both batteries. And then I asked them if they would take my props off grease the hubs, put the props back on, and change my zincs. And so, again, I never, I never, I asked them to do that, but I never got a, I never got a, we're going to do that. I never got a bill for it. 
Wait, what what more point. do you need? An engraved invitation once you say, hey, this is what I need, do it. And they say yes. What, what more do you need from them to know that you're going to have to pay if they, they have do to what do you it. ask? No, if they, if they do what I ask, for sure I pay them. They didn't do it. Okay, so you're saying, wait, now, are you saying they didn't work on your boat at all or they worked on it and it was subpar? The only thing that I can figure out that they've done is the two zincs on the bottom of my trim tags those appear to be new. My props are still salt encrusted, so there's no way they took them off. There's a couple of zincs on the engines. They're the, the original zincs, they got barnacles on them, so they didn't change those. The thermostat thing still doesn't work. I replaced the batteries. That spark filter thing is the original filter because it's still all salt, you know, salt stained. What am I looking at here? Are these barnacles, Mr. Roddenbush? Yeah, so... Um that is one of the zincs that was replaced. Okay. Am I looking at barnacles or not? No, it's not, it's not barnacles. A zinc is a little piece of alloy metal that's there to corrode before the engine corrodes. It's called a sacrificial anode. And I had included in the package uh, a piece that I don't know if you got a chance to read it all about marine corrosion. I started to, but I fell asleep after the third paragraph. I get it. I get um, so, so no, but so they come anode. like this. So they come like this no, with that. No, they, with that, they come. They come. Ni they come nice and crisp, like the one that you see. Okay, so that one right there, that little disc, that shows a fresh. That shows a fresh zinc anode that has not corroded. Okay, Judge, can I intervene okay. here? Yeah, uh, he's correct. That's my first time seeing those bottom zincs, and the, he's he he changed those those. That's correct. He changed those zincs. So okay. I will now admit the ones that are on there now are much nicer looking than that. But like I said, they had a few little barnacles on them. So I just assumed that they never touched those. But the round ones up at the top, I agree with him. Those are new ones. Those the, those zincs okay. are all those are all new zincs. So I have no uh, argument about the zincs. Let me ask you a question, Mr. Roddenbush, on the April repairs. According to you, Mr. Gravengood, you never authorized the April repairs? I don't know whether or not I authorized them or not, but I asked him to do it. Okay, well, that's called authorizing. And then did he ever tell you, listen, you still owe the September bill? No, ma'am. Um, so can you tell me, Mr. Rutherford, do you have any evidence that you sent him the September bill, like emails dated September, October, November, December? Okay, let me see that. Come closer to the camera. Attaches the work order for your approval to do the repairs you requested. Let me know if you have any questions. Okay. Now, do you have any billing him, which is after the work is done? The work order is we don't do a separate invoice. I'm asking you, no, I, I, prove to I me. Would like, I would like to. I, you, do you want, I don't want you to get, listen to me. Me pica aquí, me raca aquí. It is itching me here and you're <laughs> scratching me here. Listen to my question. I am asking you to show me something where you are billing him for having done the work. That's what I'm asking for. And, and, and allow me to clarify. You, you have this document. It was submitted into evidence. And there's four line items here. Two of them were performed on the 20th of September while Mr. Gravengood was on the boat. And so this line item says the tech went to the boat to diagnose the system. And also on that date, they replaced one battery. And, and he mentions the spark arrester. That, that work was inadvertently not done. 
So I'm glad to refund him for that work. But the, the showing oh, that's big of you. Diagnose, the showing up to diagnose the boat <laughs> and replacing that battery while he was there that day. Then, as I said, service manager leaves. This thing gets uh, gets left in the dust. So that's a $90 charge and a $188.95 charge. Do you have a problem with that, Mr. Gravengood? I have a problem with the battery. I, I replaced the batteries. In, in, I, one of the batteries I replaced in December and the other battery I replaced in April. It was dead in September. And you put in a new battery? Yes. Says who? Because I'm starting to get worried about your bookkeeping system. By the way, Mr. Gravengood, do you have proof that you, in fact, changed the port battery that he's charging you for? Like, in other words, do you have a receipt that shows that you had to change it because it wasn't working? You have the receipt. And this is a battery that you purchased in May of 2020? Yes. All right. What happens in April? Do they do any work for you in April, Mr. Gravengood? Well, up, in, uh, up until now, I thought all they did was those round zincs. But now I know they did not only the round zincs, but the zings on the engines. Okay. Let's see. I'd like to see the bill for April. And on this work order, change drive zincs, grease props, remove and replace drive zincs, remove props, and grease props. So are you contesting this bill, or do you think now that this bill is correct? I'm still contesting the props being taken off and greased and put back on. Because? If you look, you have some of my photographs of the props, and you'll see uh, there's a nut that has to be removed to take those props off, and it's encrusted with uh, salt. There's no way they could take that nuts off. And both guys who you know, see all that on there, there's no way they took that off. Okay. Mr. Roddenbush, in April, did you do the work? No, not me personally. Okay. Who did the work? Is that person here to testify that they did the work? No. Okay. All right. So now we've got April comes up, and do you say to him, is it your testimony, Mr. Roddenbush, that you say to him, hey, you still owe us for September? No. At, at that point, we did not realize that he, he had not paid his bill for September. Look at that. How is it that you don't even realize that? You don't realize that. You don't have signed work authorizations. You don't have credit card. But I'm supposed to trust that something got done eight months ago that you didn't do. Welcome back to the People's Court. Uh, the plaintiff does not seem to be the most organized business person in the world, does he? Let's go back into the courtroom. I'm looking at this picture. What is your response to this picture? That boat has a problem called galvanic corrosion. That can occur on a boat with galvanic corrosion, can make that occur in, in a couple of, of days in the water. I'll take you to the picture that we submitted. Okay. Where you can see the grease and the props. You can see that you'll, you'll see two pictures of propellers. Now. And what am I there, seeing in that picture? There's a S that's written on there in Sharpie. That was the mark yeah. that the mechanic used to identify that that was the starboard propeller so that he could keep them straight when he took them off to grease the prop shafts and put them back on. Okay. And what is that a picture so of? That's, that is the, the fresh grease on the prop shafts that when, when, we, when we removed them and replaced them. What do you think, Mr. Uh, Gravengood? Uh, I'm curious as to why he never showed me these pictures when I 
when I told him he didn't do the work. I'm curious, <laughs> too. I'm curious why I have to sit here. I have to read that lengthy article he submitted on corrosion. I have to, I have to, uh, uh, when it turns out that at the end of the case, you guys are almost agreeing on everything. So we've got the eight. You know what, Judge? I have, an, I, have a, I have another funny, I have another question, though. It's, it's, it's pretty unusual that somebody okay. that's working on a boat would be taking all these pictures. I've never heard of that or seen that before. And then, like he said, I mean, I don't know why he didn't show me these pictures when we first disputed them. This isn't what do you think? They're sense. not pictures of your boat? I'm just starting to question when did they take these pictures? You know, I mean, well, there's no reason to take well, them. Well, I don't know. I, I can't tell that those are my props. You know, and now I'm starting to wonder about those inks. You know, I mean, that doesn't, that looks like a boat that's been in the water for way longer than two months. I would like to know how someone who doesn't bother to get credit card authorizations or signatures on work orders or keep emails where you bill somebody is someone who's so careful that they take pictures of, uh, of every um, nook and cranny of the boat when you're working on it. Those pictures were taken in preparation for the hearing. We went back to the boat, removed the, pro the propellers to show, to, to demonstrate to you that back in April, those were greased. Did you have so permission to do that? Did you have permission to manipulate his boat, to take it out of the barn and, uh, and take pictures of it to help your case against him? Did you ever bother to get permission from him to touch the boat? Uh, what judge, you don't know I, about the law would fill a library, Mr. Roddenbush. Yeah, All right, nonetheless. Judge. Just stop, stop, everybody stop. These pictures show the work done, right, Mr. Gravengood? You're stunned you weren't shown that before. You do contest the battery. I'm taking that off the bill. I am allowing for whatever work the guy did assessing that was $90 on the September bill. When, and all of a sudden, during the case, he says, wait, wait, we, yeah, we didn't do these other two jobs. All right, that means that what you owe him is $412.34. And let me give you a piece of advice, Mr. Roddenbush. If you ever do work for anyone, it takes one second of time to make them email you that they are authorizing it. It takes 10 seconds of time to send them an authorization. It takes five minutes of time to be organized enough to make sure that before you do the work, the authorization, credit card authorization has been received. Then you don't find yourself in court. Um, that is my verdict. Verdict for the plaintiff in the reduced amount of $412.34. So the plaintiff prevails. He gets not what he was seeking, but anyway, uh, let's talk to the, uh, the defendant in this case first and see how he feels about the outcome of the case. What do you think? I think these guys are pretty dirty. I... I was on my boat last weekend, and I uh, took some pictures. There's some greasy handprints all over my dinghy and my boat, and I wondered what that was all about, and now I know what it was. Those guys were on my boat two weeks ago with their greasy hands taking their pictures. Preparing for the lawsuit, you mean? You, you think I, I guess, yeah. Like I said, I have no problems paying for work done. I've been in that marina for seven years. I bought my boat from that marina 15 years ago. They have an excellent reputation in uh, in our community. I don't know. I think it's just a, a management thing or something taking over. I don't know what, but 
Let's talk to Mr. Roudenbush. Mr. Roudenbush, sounds like you need some bookkeeping help. What do you think? What do you think what the judge said to you, the advice she gave you? She brings up a good point. We had a manager quit in the midst of that work, and some things fell through the cracks. Well, thank you very much, sir. Uh, you're getting something back, but not what you wanted. Let's see how the judges feel. Time now for another edition of After the Verdict. The nerve of this guy trespassing? Yeah, it was pretty... I mean, he just doesn't get it. Yeah, that, it's pretty you know, nervy. You know, I, oh, you know how people are always working on boats without, you know, your authorization. Then it turns out, yeah, some people do work on boats without right. authorization or without it being clear. But really, his the 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 defendant's defense was, no, you didn't, and no. that's how it started to look. And the defendant was gracious and said, yeah, you know, I, I want to pay for work that got done, and even went as far as to say, hey, this is a this is a reputable company. Right. But, boy, it's pretty disreputable to bring the boat down to create evidence for your case. Yeah, you might say it's unfathomable. Yes. <laughs> right? So Joey wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, baby. Don't call me baby, Joey. It's cold outside. How do I get my landlord to turn up the heat? Uh, we have a difference of opinion on what thermostat should be on. Is there a certain number? There is not a certain number ever. Um, and it really depends on circumstances. But I'm going to tell you this. In every lease, whether it's written down or not, there is something called a warranty of habitability. It's implied in the lease. That means you have a right to a healthy, safe apartment. Part of that is you have a right to heat, especially in the winter. So if you don't have adequate heat or if he won't let you have adequate heat by not turning the thermostat up, you might have a breach of that warranty and you could sue for damages. Mention warranty of habitability, see where it gets you. And we'll see you next time. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.